It's a new day, yes it is! Welcome everybody to the first installment of Turl Talks with me, your host, of course, Joseph Dylan Turl, also known as Jay Dylan Turl. And I will explain that right now. I was going to say in a bit, but fuck it, I may as well explain it now. So this show obviously used to be called Straight Outta Cloyne. And that era has now come to an end. Some people are quite sad about it from what I've heard. Others are quite excited about the change. So there's been a bit of a mixed response. But it, lads, it's like anything. It's like when WWF became WWE. You'll just, eventually you'll get used to it. And you'll almost forget what it used, not forget what it used to be called. But it'll be one of those things where it's like, oh yeah, I remember what it used to be called that. That's weird. But it'll, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. But the name change from myself quite simple really lads. Uh, I am obviously involved in the world of pro wrestling where a lot of people know me as Joseph Turl. People who know me from other walks of life, be it acting or people who grew up with me, know me as Dylan. I'm more commonly known as Dylan because, you know, it's my real name and Joseph is obviously, whilst it is part of my real name, it's not my real first name. But in the wrestling world, the world of wrestling, people do recognise me as Joseph Turl. So, J. Dylan Tarl is just an easy way to distinguish between those. So people can still call me Dylan, people can still call me Joseph. Um, and the, the J, having the letter J just makes it easier than me saying Joseph all the time. Um, but at least it's cleared now. If anyone calls me Joe, it makes sense because people can go, okay, that's what the J stands for. And if anyone calls me Dylan, it also makes sense because it's written on the show. Uh, the logo of the show, I should say. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, I can't speak English. It's written on the logo of the show, and in the in the uh, title of the show, or uh, the description of the show, I should say, that uh, Dylan is in my name. So that makes sense. I apologise if I sound distracted. I have a football match on in the background. My stream uh, just went down, and by stream I mean it's a legal stream, not illegal. It's a legal stream. I'm streaming off Now TV, which is a service by Sky and BT, which you can pay for to get the channels uh, via on uh, via online purposes if that makes sense and it's Rangers and Liverpool Liverpool are in here deflected corner Rangers are currently 1-0 up which is mad I don't like either of these teams but I do quite like seeing Liverpool lose more than I would Rangers but anyway that's besides the point so that's all that out of the way I was gonna try and not talk about Klein at all on here on this episode but I'm sure some of you have heard about the controversy that's happened in Klein recently uh, in terms of the incident that occur- uh, that occurred outside the pub that I referenced last week on Straight Outta Klein, when it- this show was still known as that. Um, there was an incident in that pub uh, this past Saturday, nearly a week ago by the time this comes out, where, oh, Liverpool just equalised, where three brothers, who obviously I won't mention the names of, assaulted uh, two bouncers, breaking one of their hands, and the bouncer was also female, which is interesting, that three lads broke a girl's hand, um, and they broke the jaw of a Garda, which is fucking mental. And it's just really put into perspective how crap this village has gotten. And it makes me quite sad, because Klein was never amazing, right? It was never an amazing place to live, but it was fine. It was one of those villages where everyone pretty much knew everybody. 
it had everything it needed. It had a shop. It had a takeaway. It has a Chinese as well. It has the the, the sports grounds, like the GA pitches and, and the football pitch as well. Um, you know, it, it has a lovely countryside where I've grown up. It has a, a decent village, which didn't really have any rough people. Like, even the people who might have been considered rough were actually fine. They were just a little bit more... How do I say this? A little bit more... On the... A little bit more on the rough side than other people. But they were still weren't bad. It was just... You get it in every kind of village. But lately, the village has just gone to absolute shit. And listen, I went into a lot of detail last week. But at the moment, all I'm hearing is bad things here. And it's sad to see. It's sad to see because we were never like this. And... I don't know. The, the bigger this village seems to be getting the worse it seems to be getting, which is really, really sad. But I'm going to just leave that there. I felt like I had to mention it because I'm sure a lot of people would have heard about it, especially if you're from East Cork. Um, It would have been pretty big news. So, yeah. Other news. Uh, Bray Wyatt is back in WWE, and holy shit, lads. I think that might be the best return that WWE have ever done. There might have been bigger ones in terms of The Rock coming back in 2011, um, Brock Lesnar coming back the year after. I I mean, Cody earlier this year is probably the more surprising one because when he left AEW, it was a bit of a shock. But I think in terms of the build-up and the way they teased the Bray Wyatt return and the fact that everybody knew it was Bray, with all the QR codes and all and all the, the hidden messages and the videos that were being played. The, I thought the way they built it up was amazing. But the reason I say it's probably the greatest return they've ever done. Especially in the modern era. Is because even though we all knew it was Bray. We all still got so excited when it happened. And you know it's not like Cody Rhodes where WWE never really teased it themselves. Maybe in an, the odd tweet here and there. And maybe the odd promo someone would call it they might say the, like a word dashing or something but that's kind of different to the way they've done it with Bray like they actually built up the Bray return on their programming it was they made the fans get involved as part of the show like we had to discover what those hidden messages meant ourselves so we all knew it was going to be Bray Wyatt but then to hear that reaction and the way just the way they produced it like it was like something out of a movie. It was fantastic. I encourage you to watch it if you haven't. Because even if you're not a wrestling fan. If you just appreciate great performance. And the art of performance. You will appreciate Bray Wyatt's return. Some things may not make sense because. You know you wouldn't have really known who he was unless you were a wrestling fan. But I promise you you'll still find it amazing. It, it was just insane. So that was really cool. Daniel Cormier obviously refereed the main event uh, between Seth Rollins and Matt Riddle in the fight pit. Not not cage pit, as I called it last week. Uh, that was really cool. DC looked really at home. You could tell it was a dream come true for him as well, which was really great. The pay-per-view itself was just phenomenal. So that's uh, that's something worth mentioning, that Extreme Rules was fantastic. It's been a great year to be a WWE fan. It really has. Um, and, I, and I think even before Vince retired... The programming was really good. I think it's been a solid year. 
maybe the Royal Rumble was probably the only thing I would look back on and say mm, that was a bit disappointing overall. But everything since, I think, has been great. I really do. And Triple H deserves a lot of credit for taking over and just putting his own style on booking and creative and, you know, promoting the company the way he wants to do it. He's put his own stamp on running the company. And I think that's really great because he easily could have just, you know, played it safe and did what Vince told him to do and still kind of ran it the way it was being run before. But nope, he's doing it his own way and everyone seems to be enjoying the product an awful lot more, which is great. I think it's the most intrigue we've had in WWE for a long time just because we're seeing different types of wrestlers being pushed more. We're seeing different types of storylines and different kinds of storylines develop. Uh, it, it opens up a lot of interesting possibilities uh, possibilities for the future. I really think it's the most exciting time to be a WWE fan in the longest time. I would probably say since around 20, 2016, I would say. Because I think that was a very hot year just for wrestling in general. But yeah, that's all the wrestling news. If I sound a bit weird as well, it's because I'm convinced I'm starting to lose my voice. I'm, I feel like I'm saying words and I'm having to repeat them like two seconds later because they're actually struggling to leave my mouth. There is a bit of illness going around at the moment. Um, there's been a couple of people at work who've been sick. Porig, my Celtic Codec brethren, uh, has also texted me earlier today to say he was feeling unwell. So there's definitely something going around, which uh, is not great, but hopefully it'll pass like... Oh, Liverpool nearly scored there. Uh, they What was I just saying? Oh, yeah, hopefully uh, the people who are sick will feel better than they did when I heard they were sick. So, yeah. It's very hard to record and watch a game of football at the same time, but I don't care. Any other news? Oh, yes, of course there is. This is one of the most stupid things I've ever seen in my fucking life. And I would like to just say this before I get into the actual topic of conversation that I'm, that I'm about to start. Everyone knows on here, I'm not anti-English. I'm not anti-British. I'm not anti-any nationality or nation. However, there has been a bit of uproar at the moment over... The Irish women's uh, football team, who earlier this week qualified for the Women's World Cup. Congratulations. That's uh, that's huge. I wish the men's team could do that. So they're setting an example for um, the rest of Irish football. So congratulations to the Irish women's football team. Big accomplishment. Best of luck. Wherever the Women's World Cup is. I can't remember where it's actually going to be held. And I'm not going to claim that I'm going to watch it religiously or anything. But it's still worth acknowledging. Now, a video then leaked out afterwards of the celebrations in the dressing room where uh, the team was singing uh, a Wolf Tone song which has the lyrics, Ooh, ah, up the ra. And some people got upset by this. And a lot of these people are British or Northern Irish. And one of the Irish uh, football players, Irish women's football players, I'm not sure what her name is, had to go on to Sky Sports News and apologise for this, even though the FAI and the manager had already released a statement to apologise. And the biggest hypocrisy from the person interviewing the Irish footballer was that he said, oh, do you think maybe there needs to be more education on these things? 
Who the fuck are you? To be telling someone from Ireland they need to educate themselves on why wolf tone songs have ooh-ah up the rat in them. I'm not anti-British or English, as I said before, but I know the British did a lot of fucking shitty things over here. I don't hold that against anybody in England now, but to have someone say, maybe you should educate yourself on why you shouldn't say ooh-ah up the rat. Maybe you should educate yourself on why the IRA was fucking made in the first place, you fucking dickhead. And I hope, I, I know I keep saying it, if anyone's listening to this from the UK, I have no problem with you or your nation. I was only in the UK last month. I had a great time in Wales. A fantastic time. And I love going to England. I love going to Manchester. I love going to London. Like, I love, I love going over there. England, Scotland, Wales, Northern Ireland are four lovely places with a lot of upside to them. Like anywhere, there's a few rotten apples in the basket, but overall, I think they're fine. But to have this man, who clearly has no idea about Irish history, probably has no idea why Ireland and Northern Ireland were split in two, to tell an Irish woman maybe she needs to educate herself on why these songs can be offensive. If you get offended by that, That's your own business. I'm not saying that you can't be offended by it. You get to choose what you're offended by. I don't have any say on that. But if you're offended by an Irish rebel song, which is on Spotify, by the way, by the Wolf Tones, then get the fuck out. Just get the fuck out. It was an absolute disgrace. And it was embarrassing. And to put a young woman in that position after she's just accomplished such a huge achievement, being a part of the Irish women's national team, who've just qualified for the World Cup. Get the fuck over yourself. How about this? Why don't you ask your buddy Declan Rice, who used to play for Ireland, and then decided after, like, three games, no, no, I think I'm going to play for England now. Why don't you ask him why he was leaving comments on an Instagram post uh, a few years ago, saying, up the ra, and can't wait to draw England, hashtag up the ra, with the Irish flag and a couple of shamrocks, or four-leaf clovers, I think the emoji actually is in the comment. How come that was never brought up to Declan Rice? So if you're offended by a song that mentions the IRA, maybe you should think about what your own country does by wearing the poppy every November, which they have a right to do. I'm not saying they can't wear the poppy, but this is coming from the same nation that boos players, some Irish players as well, when they don't wear the poppy. And they might give their reasons for that. Some, Like Nemanja Matic, for example, said he had a family member killed by an English soldier, and that's why he didn't want to wear it people were fairly understanding but when James McLean didn't want to do it now James McLean as much as I like him sometimes he does bring trouble upon himself but he has his reasons for not wanting to wear the poppy and he gets different treatment for it so I just think it's a bit hypocritical I think this guy needs to educate himself on the history of the IRA because whilst the IRA now isn't exactly a legitimate organization it once was and for very good reason so maybe you need to educate yourself on that Maybe you should watch uh, Dividing the Nation. Maybe you should watch that. There's a certain Irish actor who plays Cahill Brewer in that who uh, you might want to check out because it was uh, it was a really good show. But no, in all seriousness, the, the, the irony of him saying, is this because uh, a lack of education or, you know, you need to educate yourself more on it. It's a complete and utter joke. A complete and utter joke. I'm, I'm not getting stuck on anybody from the UK. But to hear someone from England who clearly has no idea about Irish history say that to someone, it's an absolute joke. And I, I felt sorry for 
um, the the young woman who had to do that interview. I really did because it was putting her in a very unfair position because, listen, I, I'm not being sexist or anything when I say this. The Irish women's team aren't as well known as the Irish men's team. Like, the players wouldn't be as well known. Now, to be fair, these days, a lot of the Irish men's players aren't well known themselves. But in general, I mean, women's footballers aren't as recognisable globally as the male footballers. Just because it's on a different... They're, they're in a different cycle of, of their uh, of their sport. You know, and, and I feel a bit weird kind of counting them as two different sports, but... I mean, it's in, I mean, in some cases they are. For example, here in Ireland, we have uh, hurling and Gaelic football, but then we have camogie and ladies football, which technically are different sports. They're counted as different sports. They're under different organisations. They're obviously very similar in the sense that in one you carry the sticks and play with the slitter, and in the other you uh, play a very weird version of rugby and basketball mixed together, which I still don't really get. But listen, to each their own. Um... But yeah, like, in a way, they are different sports. But women's football is, is at a different stage to what men's football is. Men's football is the most watched sport in the world. Women's football is getting more and more recognition as time goes on. But it's still a good bit behind. So you get the point I'm making. But uh, I just thought it was a horrible thing to have to put that young woman through. And I just think it's so unfair. And what a way, what a way to kill the moment. Now look, I will be honest. Whoever recorded that video and put it up on social media... Bit of a bit of a stupid move from their part. They should have known better, right? And that's not me like trying to be like all PC about it. I just think that they should have known the backlash they were going to get. But having said that, let the people of Ireland decide if it's bad or not. If we think it's bad, fine. But if some uneducated Englishman who wants to talk down to a young woman is going to say it, well, then he can fuck off. And he can. And listen, I don't really watch Sky Sports News that much anymore. I used to watch it a lot when I was younger. But, uh, I mean, I I can get this guy's name here because I did see him on Twitter earlier. If you just bear with me a second. Because he's getting an awful lot of backlash uh, at the moment. And, you know, fuck it. Actually, I'm going to play the video for you. Right, so, have a listen. This this was the actual actual, uh, interview. So, I'm actually just going to put my phone up against the mic. Before we talk about the win... Oh great! Why does why does Twitter why does Twitter always do that? It starts the fucking sound of the video, and then as soon as I fucking click onto it, it goes away. The IRA, um, guys, for the player singing a song that references the IRA, um, would you like to apologise? Yeah, absolutely. Um, look, we're all really sorry here um, in Dublin. Obviously, massive lapse in judgment on our end. Um, you know, lots going on when the final whistle went, and we absolutely didn't mean to cause any hurt on our end. So we we do really apologise for that. Absolutely. How, how embarrassed are the players by this video? Yeah, uh, quite embarrassed. Um, you know, there's obviously a lot going on in the change rooms um, uh, in such a such a major moment. So, um, lots of different songs, you know, being put on left, right, and centre. So, look, we are incredibly embarrassed in this moment in time. Um, didn't mean any hurt on our end. So, we do really apologise for that. Yeah, it, I guess it, it raises the question: Does it highlight the need for education on issues like this? Is that something you'd be for? Now, I will say. She answers this question brilliantly. Um, I don't really think so. I think, you know, 
um, we need to learn in these moments um, to, to be better and to do better. Um, you know, we've all been brought up um, knowing a lot about, you know, Irish history. So, um, you know, we just need to be better in moments like this. Um. Okay, yeah, that fucking keeps happening. Uh, but like, just that question. Do you need more education on this? Clearly you do, you fucking idiot. Because I have no doubt this fucking fool who asked her that question is fully in support of what's happening um, in terms of the Ukrainian people fighting against the Russians who are trying to invade and currently are invading the country. Yeah, that's why the IRA was set up, you fucking dope. Because the British were being cunts in Ireland. You absolute fucking dope. So you're the one who lacks the education. You're the one who needs a history lesson. You need to learn more about the IRA and what it originally and most notably stood for. So that's what I'm going to say on that. I just thought it was an absolute disgrace. Uh, I think they were just looking for a reason to give out. I mean, I'll put it to you this way. If a leaked video had come out of that dressing room of the team singing Wet Ass Pussy, would there have been as much uproar? Rangers nearly went 2-1 up, by the way. I don't know why I'm telling you this. By the time this goes out, everyone will know what the final score is, so it's kind of pointless. But I just think it's an absolute bloody joke. It really is. It makes no sense, and... This whole, do you need more education... I, it, that that was the line that really got to me. It just it just did because it just it was pure ignorance. I guarantee that man knows nothing about uh, Irish history and why we ended up becoming a republic and why there's still a split between the republic and the north. But I digress. I digress. I don't know. Maybe he should come on here and explain himself, and I can get angry at him then. Speaking of people getting angry in interviews. Uh, I don't know if any of you watched the whole Pierce Morgan, Andrew Tate uh, interview where it was so annoying to watch and listen to because however you feel about Andrew Tate, Pierce Morgan did not handle that interview very well. If you are going to interview someone, you have to let them speak. I feel like Andrew Tate finished maybe three sentences in the whole hour plus long interview, which is very frustrating. I don't know an awful lot about Andrew Tate other than, like, the few videos I've seen. I know a lot of people don't like him. Um, I really don't know what to say. I thought that interview... Look, he... He made some good points in it. Um, from what he did get to say, I'm not too sure. Like, I, I know he was a great kickboxer. I know that he... Has become, like, famous out of absolutely nowhere. Like, I had never even heard of this man until recently. The last few months, really. Just saw him all over my TikTok. And I think I said it before. I just saw him and went, who is this man that looks a lot like Ricochet? And why is he all over my timeline? All over my For You page? And then I just started hearing more and more things about him. And the thing is, the reason I don't really want to comment much on him is because I don't know. I've heard some of the allegations. I've seen some of his his, uh, responses to it. I don't know. I don't know enough about the man to comment on it. Uh, that's why I thought, okay, this will be an interesting interview to listen to and to watch. But because Pierce Morgan is a very bad interviewer at times, not all the time, I think he's good. It's like when he interviewed Ronaldo, it was very good. Um, apparently he did a good one with Cheryl Cole. Uh, James Corden, I know he did a good interview with. But with uh, with Andrew Tate, it was, it was just annoying because it was like, okay, I kind of want to hear what he has to say here, Pierce. 
but you keep interrupting him, so whatever. I don't know. I really don't know. Uh, I, I really don't know what to say on, on all that in terms of, like, the accusations and stuff. But it, it just... It just baffles me how popular this man is, Andrew Tate. And I just don't get how he has become so famous slash infamous. It just I really boggles my mind. Because before that, all he had really been known for was being on Big Brother. And I did hear that he was kicked off the show when something had come out about him and an, uh, a female. Him being physical towards a female, but then they both came out and said it was a consensual sexual thing which whatever like adults can do whatever the fuck they want to do to each other with consent i don't really care um to be honest but uh yeah i i just uh, i feel like i was gonna make a point and i'm after totally forgetting it uh oh yeah but so like regardless of like what's been said about andrew tate i just thought it was a very frustrating interview to to watch and as someone who wants to get more interviews on here very soon i uh can promise you i will not be uh, someone who interrupts all the time. So, yeah, uh, I am about uh, 25 minutes into this episode now. Uh, I just kind of wanted to get on and have a fairly quick one, lads. I'm, I apologize if this one isn't as long as uh, the other ones were. That's what she said. But uh, just, yeah, I, 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 I'm very proud that since we started up this version of this podcast, be it Straight Outta Cline or now Turl Talks, um, we haven't missed a Friday since it started which is great and it makes me feel really good that excuse me there's been that level of cons- uh, consistency and yes i know they say quality over quantity but sometimes it is just good to get on here and, and have a little rant and uh i do i do enjoy it i do enjoy it and i hope all of you do too but i do have some uh very exciting ideas coming up i suppose another thing to address is my streaming over on youtube it is coming back lads i promise genuinely at the moment i'm just looking for a, a mic and a uh, that works a headset that works because a couple of the mics i have here just will not work on the ps5 for whatever reason so it will be back soon and i do look forward to it but until then i will uh leave you all to it hope you all have a great weekend and i hope that everyone stays safe and stays well and i hope everyone enjoys this wrestling promo that is going to start in three two one Ladies and gentlemen, here he is, fireworks, Paul Heyman, and all Roman Reigns! They're a lively bunch tonight, pal. Thanks for joining us. Don't waste my time, let's get to it. Time is money, says the Universal Champion. I'm not gonna waste your time, but I am gonna wait until one week from tomorrow at SummerSlam to embarrass you on the biggest stage of them all. That it? That's all you got? Roman, that's all I need. 
You see, when I look at you, I see a guy who waltzes around here thinking that this is your show. Thinking that we all have to play by your rules. Thinking that this is your company. Everybody knows it belongs to them. Yeah, yeah, I know how you feel. You want to throw up in your mouth a little bit because you're sick about that because you're so far above everyone else. That's why I'm back, dude. I'm the only one that can shut you up. Because you see, the WWE has been pushing you for a decade now, failure after failure after failure after failure, and you're still here because you're the best chance they got. And you built such a layer of protection over yourself that no other WWE superstar even has a chance in there with you. That's where I come in. They asked me to come back. They asked me to come back because you know, big old piece of humble pie and you're gonna get one when I beat your ass at SummerSlam. Humble pie on the menu, says John Cena. You see, Roman, they know, they know it's starting to build. They know they got one week left to choose. It's either going to be Team Reigns or Team Cena, but it will. Tulsa has chosen. Tulsa has chosen, and you're sitting at a very small table right now because SummerSlam is going to be history. You can count on that. I told you it's their show. I thought we were gonna get something original here. I thought we were gonna get something fresh. You come out here, you make D, D jokes, penis jokes. You say the same stuff, you're gonna beat my ass. We done heard that before. Come on, John, give me something good. Cut me. Hit me with some good stuff here, John. I'm going to. I'm not gonna beat your ass, Roman. Roman Reigns is gonna beat my ass at SummerSlam. Oh yeah, he's gonna beat my ass real good. Spear, spear, big punch named after another DC superhero. Big punch named after another DC superhero. Hype man slimy in the corner holding up the championship. You're gonna kick my ass at SummerSlam. I don't need to prove myself to you, Roman. That's what's so historic about what's going on. I just need to pin you. One, two, three. You see, if I could hold on to that just one more time, that'd make it the 17th championship for me. And in the halls of immortal achievement, that would make me the most decorated champion of all time. That match would make history. All I need to do that is one, two, three. As fun as that would be for me, it's really all about you. I'm here to help you, Roman. 
I'm here to help you. That's how good he is. He's here to help me. Say thank you. He's here to, <laughs> he's here to help the tribal chief, the head of the table. I'm not like you. I'm not gonna bury my opponent and then go out there and say I'm gonna beat a bum. No, John, I respect you. I do things differently around here. I'm sophisticated. We do a compelling storytelling here, John. You're John Cena. Arguably the greatest of all time. Underappreciated. Not enough respect on this man's name. You've done things that nobody else has ever done before. On the cusp of 17-time world heavyweight champion, nobody else can say that. It's incredible, man. You're the best. Mount Rushmore WWE, you might take every slot. I'm just proud to say that I could beat John Cena. That's how good you are. You're even good enough to juggle Hollywood and WWE at the same time. I mean, for, for goodness sake. We don't have enough time on SmackDown to promote all your movies. Hey, well, you got like four movies out right now, John? You're good, man. Your career says it. It's, it's on the wall. You're good enough to stand in this ring and verbally joust with anybody. I, that's not my game, man. You're good enough to main event SummerSlam with the Tribal Chief. You're even good enough to to win the WWE Championship. <laughs> but you're not good enough to win the Universal Championship. And you see, John, 20 plus years of missionary might have been good enough for you. <laughs> but it wasn't good enough for Nikki Bella. I'm going to smash you. I'm going to retain this title. I'm going to pack you up on a private jet, send you back to the movie set, send you back to Hollywood. But I want you to enjoy this. Tulsa, this might be the last time that we ever get John Cena again. So take us home, kid. No problem. You want a compelling story. You want to hypocritically criticize me for saying dick jokes and then bring up sexual positions and a, and a breakup that I've had. You haven't been embarrassed. You've been protected. This pretty face, those giant bars of soap you got for teeth. You've been protected, Roman. You've been protected by the shield. Hell, you almost ruined Seth Rollins. You ran Dean Ambrose out of WWE. You've had... Oh, oh. You've had 10 whole years, five WrestleMania main events, Paul Heyman in your corner, two lackeys to do your dirty work, the protection of the system, and it still isn't working. You need to be embarrassed. You people want a compelling story at SummerSlam, right? You people want to be at the edge of your seat wanting to know what's going to happen. You are right about so much. SummerSlam will be compelling. 
I will go to a Hollywood movie set and you will smash me. But he knows better than anybody how much punishment I can take and never quit. I've been against the odds my whole freaking life. I built Suplex City and all I need to do is just hang in there. One, two, three. And you're the biggest failure in WWE history. You have to shine. You have to smash and bash and overachieve. All I need is one, two, three. And you're the answer to a trivia question. Who did John Cena beat to become 17-time champion? Wah, wah, wah. You're gonna show up all full of yourself like you normally do and put on a hell of a show. I'm just gonna hang in there for one, two, three. And then I'm gonna take your title. I'm gonna jump the barricade and I'm gonna run out of Allegiant Stadium as fast as I can. I may even blow you a kiss goodbye. This is what you, you don't get, young man. It's inevitable. No one can protect you anymore. At SummerSlam, the champ is gone. One, two, three. Will it be an historic one, two, three? A week from tomorrow night in Las Vegas, Pat, eight sleeps remain until SummerSlam. I want to see him go at it right now. The things that those two Mount Rushmore WWE superstars just said to each other was downright disrespectful. They're heading the table parading around here in Tulsa, confident. John Cena walking out. All he needs is one, two, three.